Welcome to the Deep Dive Report. I'm your host, Ryan Smith. I'm joined by the full squad today. Got DeWitt Fiala, Michael Hayward, and Mike uh, Kieran on this week for week 16, guys. Uh, this year has gone by, or season, has gone by pretty fast. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about. We now have games on, what, Friday now? <laughs> Christmas Day, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so yeah, a lot to talk about today. We got a Friday night matchup, Vikings and Saints. Um, DeWitt, let's start with you, man. Uh, what's the line you think for the Vikings Saints, unless you're cheating already? Well, I'm not, but uh, I don't know, six? Seven. Six, ah. Seven Saints over the Vikes. You like Kirk Cousins, Curran? What's your take on uh, Cousins' uh, matchup? Biggest fan. Yeah, <laughs> He's going to eat a big pile of dog shit here. Um, the Saints are in a position where basically they have to win by defense. And um, Kirk Cousins is absolutely horrible. This is in New Orleans. It's, it's Christmas Day. I mean, they were going to you know, take Jalen Hurts out to the woodshed two weeks ago, and that didn't happen. But um, I, I'm, I'd expect them to pull through this time. I, I, I just have no respect for Cousins or his existence in – Sports, so wow. <laughs> give, give me, give me Cur- the Saints. Cur- Curran would bet against Cousins if he was playing Dallas Carter, let alone the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, it, it, it depends. Did he uh, show us his good stats for the year like five or six times in, in that year? <laughs> if so, then we're good. He's he's going to shit his pants. So, Hayward, what about Drew Brees uh, and the Saints? You think he's going to actually play? And if he does play, will he throw maybe longer than ten yards? <laughs> no, no, I don't think he's thrown longer than ten yards all season. I think it's been part of the part of the game plan. Um, yeah, I think the Saints can definitely win this game so long as they protect the football um, and stop Dalvin Cook first and foremost. If they stop Dalvin Cook or at least contain him, then then they should win. Um, They've been they pretty like, good against the run too. So I mean, I don't. I think agree. They're going to have too much of a tr- uh, problem. I mean, Dalvin's going to do Delvin, but it's still going to be a two score game. Just just keep Dalvin from going from going nuts. Basically, that's all they have to do to win this game. Does anyone have Breeze's stat line from last week? Let's see. Last week was. I know it was horrendously ugly until, you know, until he had some garbage time stats, you know, right at the end there. All right. So let's take out the garbage. Well, no, let's keep the garbage time stats. What do you think his completion percentage was? Remember, this is my favorite QB stat. Uh, Anyone anyone wants to take a a wild guess on? I'd say like 50%. Anyone else? 44%. 44%. QB rating 84, QBR 23. Yeah, that, that's that's a whole big pile of ugly. They're <laughs> they're just dragging his ass to the finish line. It's kind of something you're seeing again, the old quarterbacks. I mean, you, you got two of them that kind of are, are still at least showing like flashes here and there amongst more dog shit, but then you got guys like Breeds and I'm sure we'll get to Ben later on. It's it's just a mess, and it's it's basically sad to see at this point. One game coming from injury, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. So let's see how he looks this game coming up on Friday. Just because, and I, I think to get to forty four percent, it was just because like the Chiefs are on a personal mission to um, to never beat the spread. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Dewitt, let's keep it on you. Saturday, the day after Christmas, you got uh, the Bucks and the Lions. 
Uh, I think it's safe to say the Bucks snuck one by the Falcons. Go figure, right? Uh, last week. Um, what's the line of this game? You think Bucks Lions? It's in the De- yeah, Detroit. Ten. Ooh, good. Nine, nine and a half. Tampa. Yeah, I figured it would be the Lions or the Lions. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's face it. Um, they, they are they are still the Lions, and they have a horrendous pass defense. So. I, I really I'm not too surprised by that line at all. Yeah, that- Tampa's still looking to clinch and the lines have been eliminated. This is a one team cares, the other team doesn't. Right, right. I mean, you know, they, they they might stay in it for a couple of quarters if Stafford hits some big downfield plays. We all know Tampa's kind of uh, susceptible to that, but you know, in the end I, I see Tampa kind of pulling away in the fourth quarter. Is Stafford playing this game, guys? I don't see why not. Yeah, I wasn't told he wasn't. So, yeah, he's 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 fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> unless he's just like said, okay, year's over, just trade me <laughs> after the year and throw out. I don't even know who that backup is at this point. But I'll say this: I mean, you know, go, going into the playoffs, Tampa's going to want to look to see if they can establish a running game against a team that's susceptible to the run because that's been an area where they've been particularly weak um, this season, and that's. That's not good going into the playoffs. I, I know Derrick Henry just put a buck fifty on the Lions last week, so I think uh, you know establishing a run is going to be important to them. Try to you know try to work out some kinks against a weaker team. Speaking of which, do it. Um, speaking of establishing the run game with Tampa, I think Ronald Jones is going to be out. So for those who are still in their fantasy football league, still alive, um, Leonard Fournette is probably a good add if he's on the waiver wire. Which speaking of Bucks players, the one I forgot, Antonio Brown was on the team until last week until that touchdown uh, catch he had. Yeah, yeah. He's been quiet. There's... Yeah, it's been it's been slow. I mean, you know, he joined the team midseason. The big learning curve. All right, I think your dog is disagreeing with you on that. They agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, he's just a guy that was just doing some things short most of the time, um, you know, kind of, some, you know, a slot role. But they're trying to get him more worked into the offense. And last week, you know, you kind of saw some flashes of that. Right. He's, I mean, he's still a dangerous player but as long as he's out there. Okay. So next game on Saturday, you have the 49ers playing at home against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. <laughs> Don't know if you caught my sarcasm uh, on that one. Um, Karen, what do you think the uh, line is for Niners Cardinals in Arizona? I mean, I guess probably about a touchdown because this is another team that's playing for something versus a team that's not. Minus five Arizona. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 the Kyler seems to be, you know, last week he looks to be getting better or more to what we're accustomed to seeing this year. So if he's healthy and they're still. Uh, they, they're in the last spot right now, so as long as they keep winning, they're in. Um, and I don't see. I, I'm pretty sure San Francisco is just going to pack it in. It looked like they packed it in last week against uh, Dallas, but um, yeah, I I take Arizona. Yeah, I like no, me, me, me too. I, I like Kyler, but don't you guys agree that in terms of like weapons, he probably has what top three ish, maybe weapons in the league. Top three, top five. Because of Nuke? 
Nuke, that's about it. I mean, well, I mean, Nuke, Nuke counts for two. Nuke counts for two. Yeah. Fist, Fist, Fist can catch the ball and fall down, which is still, you know, I think worthy enough. Well, right. But... Um, then you got uh, Kurt, right? Christian Kurt. Then you got um, Chase Evans, who I think is pretty good as far as catching from the backfield. Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake. But at the same time, if, if you remove Nuke from that, that's a team needing weapons. In Kyle. my opinion. Okay. I, I mean, I, I like his weapons. I, I would have to do a survey of the league to see if it's top three or top five or not. I mean, they're, they're I, like, fine, I like his weapons but... right now. Okay. Would you say top five to it or no? Or am I off the scale? I mean... <laughs> Okay, your dog has spoken. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I think he agrees with you, um, but I mean, Nuke Nuke counts for two, right? So I mean, he he has upper tier weapons just on Nuke alone, right? And then I think Kirk is a good slot receiver. He's he's upper half of the league. He's you know a guy that's on the rise. A couple of decent backs. I mean, I think they I think they they have fair offensive weapons, but I wouldn't put it top four or five. I'd say more like you know round about ten. Wow. You got running backs that look better because of Kyler Murray. You have receivers that kind of look better because of Nuke. It it it's those two guys kind of make everything go and, and everyone just kind of looks a little bit better because of that. You you've I mean, seen you some look, other teams look, this year. Yeah, when you look at their weapons and you look at Nuke, you're like, wow, right? And then everybody else is just like, all right, you know, everyone's got a guy like that. It's an okay pitching staff. They added an ace. Okay. But everybody gets moved down one and, and it it fits them better. All right. I'm gonna make a mental note because I don't want to compare another team until I get to that team. So I'm making a mental note in that statement until we get to the next team who I want to compare them with. Uh, but going into Dolphins Raiders, oh, this is actually a big game in terms of playoff uh, ramifications. Uh, it's a Sunday, Saturday night game, guys, at 8 o'clock in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, this, this is big for you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to call every game that's big for the, for the Ravens. But uh, first, uh, Hayward, um, guess the line on this one. Dolphins, Raiders, in Las Vegas. Oh, that's probably tight. I'd say, I'd say Dolphins by like one. Dolphins minus three. Oh. So, uh, Karen, what's your take on Tua? I was listening to Trent Dilfer kind of break him down uh, on the Simmons podcast. So I'm curious to hear what you have to say on him. I mean, he's he does yourself. look a little more comfortable than when he started. So, I mean, like as the weeks have gone on, he's he's understanding showing a little more poise but it, it, he's still not an adequate passer um they he, he can't win the game it's just basically can they get more defensive turnovers and and whatever can they still run the ball and they've been doing all those things that, you know pretty efficiently they're getting a good play out of the, the offensive line and whoever they seem to be giving the ball to to run is is doing the job and plus the raiders have just been in free fall mode for the last month so I don't expect that to change. I, I was surprised the we looked at the line yesterday. It was two and a half. I expect it to be higher, and I don't see how Miami doesn't take this. Dilfer, who trained Tua, right, was actually defending him, saying Miami has no vertical threat, right? And Tua was a vertical passer, which he had in Alabama. So he was almost kind of saying that the Dolphins have yet to build the team around him yet, or at least have the weapons for him. So. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was waiting for that. Eh. So uh, he, he's he doesn't have any feel for you know a pass rush and how to really get rid of the ball on time. There, he's got no timing, which is 
typical of a, a quarterback who played at Alabama who never had to throw on time. It's just wait for guys to get open, and they're going to be open by six yards, and he's going to hit them, and it's going to look pretty because it, it's well, hard yeah, to miss and that, and, that, and, that, and that works at Alabama because he is, I mean, to his credit, one thing he does have, he's got a lot of natural accuracy. He, you know, he can put the ball in the buckets. He the can intermediate the touch guys. throws, he's yeah. – Probably very good at the already. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, very good at those. And at Alabama, that's really all you have to do because the nine routes were open by two football fields. I wouldn't consider him necessarily accurate with velocity, though, especially short, especially when there's any semblance of a rush, though. It's when he has the time and can kind of, he's comfortable and he gets, you know, maybe a one on one matchup where he can kind of hit that 15, 20 yard, 30 yard down the field throw. He's very good at that. As a side note, this is a uh, the uh, the Hula Bowl, right? The battle of the Hawaii quarterbacks. Mary, oh, Mary Mariota. Mariota. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you just made me forget that Dark Car is out. <laughs> so yeah, good point. Um, you know, you know, one thing the Dolphins do have over the, over the Cardinals, though, I gotta I gotta bring this up, Ryan, because you know something you of all people overlooked is Jacecki is a pretty good tight end and. You know, dare say you can't name Arizona's. Max Williams. Oh. <laughs> Isn't there a guy named Arnold? Max Williams and his eight receptions this year. I know. You know I had to <laughs> plug him for, as a former Raven. That's why we got rid of his ass. But anyway. Yes, every tight end is a former Raven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Good call to it. Um, first game Sunday. <laughs> Falcons, Chiefs. Uh, all right, DeWitt. What's the line on this one? Uh, it's NKC. 16. Wow. <laughs> Ten and a half. <laughs> That's only because they knew that if they put it at 16, Chiefs were going to give up a late touchdown. Just yeah, to they would win by, they'd win by 15. Right. Just to blow the spread. So we'll knock it down to 10 and a half. Um, every, week, every week, they're like ahead by like 20 points. <laughs> and then they win by six. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see the Chiefs losing this game, and I don't know if there's really too much to. I can't see him losing. I see him racing out to a massive lead, and then just hitting cruise control and letting Matt Ryan throw to Kelvin Ridley to get him within ten or fifteen points. Yeah, Matt Ryan's the perfect quarterback. You want to lose by less. <laughs> I'll take the Falcons against the spread. Ooh, there you go, Hayward. Wait a jump with the trend. Yeah, that, that that's the trend pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there's no other comments to that game. Ooh, Browns Jets in New Jersey. Hayward, uh, what's the line for this game? What's your guess? Oh, eight. Uh, favorite Cleveland favorite by eight. Nine and a half. Okay. Hmm. I don't know, guys. Could this could this be a two game winning streak for the for the J E T S? You Jets? you need it to be. You want it to be. I don't think that's gonna be the case. I mean, yeah, I don't either. Too well, all around for that to happen, but you never know. I mean, we did see the Rams blow it last week. The Rams are one of those teams. I mean, wait, did the Rams blow it or did Rams. the Jets blow it? Good point. <laughs> Both. Good point. But yeah, it's just like the Rams. They they can show up and beat anyone, and obviously they can show up and lose to literally anyone. Yeah, I, I, the way the Browns are playing and knowing that they have their eyes on the division right now, I, I mean, maybe they could be looking ahead, 
but I I think they're they're too they're they're, they're going too good good right now to blow this opportunity. Yeah, if anything, if anything, the Jets woke them up to the fact that they're some semblance of a threat. That that might only help Cleveland. And this is a perfect segue to the Coach Steelers game. Uh, that's next. Uh, we talked about the line already. I think I think we actually talked about it before we recorded at one and a half Indy now. Um, but to my note to uh, Mr. Curran from yesterday or last night, you know, let's say the Steelers beat the coach, right? Which obviously as a Ravens fan, I want the coach to win, right? Oh, no, sorry. No, the coach want- to- yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me flip that. I want the, uh, the Steelers to win um, so the Ravens can potentially get in. But I still feel like if the Colts were to win, right, I still think that the Steelers-Browns game could be another interesting matchup for Week 17. So we'll see, right? We'll see. I mean, is there any? Are the Steelers giving anybody any confidence that they could win either of these games? <laughs> I know no. that's crazy. I'm serious. Like they they should be on a four game losing streak if not for the the COVID were, Ravens. When they were when they were eleven and zero, I called them the worst eleven and zero team in the history of pro football, and they're not exactly making me look bad here. Ouch. Okay, but to be fair, let's let me play devil's advocate. They do have a lot of injuries on defense. A lot. That that's the worst that's part true. because that's what they relied on. They don't have the offense to bail them out. And but I mean, this is this game's going to be thirty-seven degrees ish in Pittsburgh. Uh, it'd, it'd almost be better for Ben if it was in Indy. And can't disagree with that in a dome. Yeah, with the way he's throwing, I mean, he looks like he's throwing coming off a of Tommy John surgery. And it, he. The offense can't bail the defense out. The defense is fine. It's still good. It's just not, you know, playing Ravens shut down, you know, t- take the ball away three times a game defense. So when you need to put up actually 25 points and can't, you see what ha- happened last night. I just can't yeah. see the Steelers losing five games in a row, guys. That's just my thing. They, it, it, it could happen, but, man, to go 11-0 and and then – Lose five straight to end the season. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. That that'd be that would be crazy. But yeah, I mean, look, at those, yeah. look at who those last two games are. You, you you couldn't see them losing five in a row, but then they lost to the Bengals. Right. That was one that, that was one of the wins. That's why you weren't going to be able to see that. And, I mean, now you're looking at the Colts and Browns uh, weeks, you know, 16, 17. That's a tough ask. An, an injury-riddled uh, Bengals team. I mean, talk about injuries. That Bengals team, offense and defense, did they have nobody? They have nobody out there playing, and uh, and that game wasn't even close. Like the Steelers didn't have a chance. Completely inexcusable. Uh, so yeah, I, I I'm with you, Ryan. Just on paper and looking at this, I guess from the from a historical standpoint, it's hard to hard to fathom Pittsburgh losing five games in a row. But boy, losing to that Bengals team in the fashion that they did um, makes you makes everything puts everything on the ta- on the table for me. And yeah, there, there's blood in the water for teams trying to solidify playoff appearances. Yeah. Did Antonio Brown make his point that Juju's not a clear number one? No, Ben's clearly not a number one anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. <laughs> so so you guys think Juju's a a number one? Like if he was a, on like another team, you guys think he's a true number one? Because I mean, no. his, produ- his production has dropped dramatically ever since AB. Deontay Johnson's their number one receiver, even though he's he's having the drops right, like, right. the last month or so. Right. He's, he's but again, Deontay. But again, I mean, you look at his role. Deontay Johnson is more the short to intermediate route runner compared to Juju, who 
you know, it's more uh, of a, no, more John, of, John's going John's to get deep. It's just Ben can't throw it. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think Juju's role is more the traditional downfield role. And that's, obviously that's going to hurt him. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think for, to be fair, like coming out of the AB Juju year, uh, I think most people who watched Pittsburgh play kind of uh, watch, watch Pittsburgh play with some sort of football IQ kind of saw the writing on the wall that Juju wasn't an anywhere near a top in number one production type of wide receiver. Ideally, um, he's ideally well, he have the number one production that year, but it, I mean, on, on tape eyeball test. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. With, yeah, with, with no double covers though. I mean, maybe got all the double coverage. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like when, when this production dropped off after AB left, I thought that was pretty predictable for those who kind of, who, who could like see the forest for the trees. That's, that's my point. I wasn't, I wasn't shocked or surprised by that. Bears, Jags. Karen, you want to guess a lot on this one? This is in Jacksonville. I have no interest. No, I don't. I don't want to guess at all. <laughs> Bears are seven and seven. You better give some respect to Mitch Trubisky. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fine. Bears minus like 14. I don't know. Bears minus seven Jags. and a half. Jags, Jags, are, Jags are home free right now. I don't think they want to do anything to mess this up. So oh, oh, they're going to mess it up. Don't you worry. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out. No love for Mitch. Mitch, been, hey, he's been on a roll, to say the least. No love for Mitch and the and the. There is one person on this planet that wants the Jaguars, like in the Jaguars organization, to win, and that happens to be Gardner Flint Mitchie the second. And that might be enough, but yeah, uh, it, whatever. This this game will never cross my eyes. All right. Give me the Jags straight up. Okay. Straight up. All right. So DeWitt, no love for Mitch? None. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Let's carry on. <laughs> uh, all right, Hayward. Primetime game, right? That's not, it's not a primetime game. It's a one o'clock game. Uh, Giants, Ravens in Baltimore. Here, Hayward, guess the line for this one. Oh, 11. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> and I think the Ravens cover. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the Giants have a shot in hell in this game. Um, yeah, is Colt start? I I know I asked you this earlier. Is Colt starting or Dan Man? I don't think we officially know yet. Um, I suspect Jones will start with an extra week of rest. But uh, but that said, I, I just have no faith in um, I have no faith in the way the offense is is built in New York for them to have any chance to win this game against that defense too. Can it's we, horrifying. Can yeah. we get Can we get an, an update on Barkley? What is he up to? Uh, I would I would imagine he's in the lab somewhere, uh, you know, <laughs> doing his <laughs> do, doing his weightlifting thing, whatever they do, whatever the ACL re- rehab uh, you know routine is. I'm sure he's doing that. So he'll be back week one next year. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be he'll be ready for the starter training for the starter training camp next year. All right, and he'll be ahead of progress the whole off season because everybody is even when they're not. But <laughs> yeah. so a freak like him, he might actually be. It's it's hard to tell. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, oh, well, I guess uh, Evan Ingram is in the Pro Bowl. Uh, I sent you that earlier. You didn't see that? I sent like late last night. Uh, yeah, I got reaction that, I got, to it. I got that notification like four or five times. <laughs> um, I, my first reaction was what was really how? But then I looked at the at the tight end numbers for the NFC. I'm like, oh, well, that's how. Um, kudos to those in fantasy who paid up for their tight ends this year. I typically don't spend high draft picks on tight ends, but if you did on Kelsey or Waller, then you you just you just crushed the the field at that position from a week. To How week about day. Kittle? 
Oh no. man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, shit on just that. yeah, just just dumb dumb luck on that. I mean, he would have been he would have been up there too if he didn't get hurt. But but it's just a the tight end the tight end production this year from a fantasy perspective has just been whew, it's been rough. Yeah, and I, I guess if I can add one little thing on the Ravens, they are getting healthy now. They are getting guys back. Um, so, you know, we'll just see how how, how they play this game uh, going into Cincinnati last week. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, as a fan, I would think that the Ravens can handle the Giants and the Bengals, but you never know. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of Bengals, Bengals-Texans, oh, this is a fun game. Uh do it. You want to guess the line? Bengals, Texans. It's in Houston. I think. I think we lost to Wit, but All um, right. okay. The the I'm gonna I, I'll I'll take Deshaun Watson minus six. Deshaun Watson minus six minus eight. Close it, enough. It's one on eleven. So yeah, it's, it's Deshaun Watson <laughs> versus the Bengals, and that's probably enough. All right. I don't want to put too much time on this. Mike, would he cover? Hayward. No. Okay. Um, Broncos, Hayward, Chargers. You want to guess a line on this one? It's in Inglewood. Ooh. Um, I'm not even sure who's favored in this, to be honest. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, They're both five and nine for what it's worth. Yeah, I guess I'll take, I'll say the Chargers are favored just because they're home. Um, yep. Uh, minus three. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's a tight game. Um, yeah, I think, man, I'll take the Chargers in this. I don't feel good about it, but I'll take the Chargers in this. I'll Karen. take the Broncos winning late because okay. it's the Chargers, and that's what happens. <laughs> that's that's fair. Okay. Uh, Panthers, Washington football team. Uh, can anyone guess a line on this one? Uh, let's, let's see. I'll, I'll take Washington minus a field goal or so. You're close. Minus two and a half. Okay. Uh, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming Haskins is. I was going to say, is, will Haskins <laughs> play or not? You know, who's left? Uh, is is Alex back? I don't know. Probably or... one of the strippers. Um, so, <laughs> right. Are, are they just out of dudes? I mean, look. You have to understand. Like, if they they the NFL can investigate this and literally say, you know what, we're putting you on the COVID list, right? Or you can't play because you were out, you know, without wearing a mask. So. Yeah. Well, if, if it turns out that Washington doesn't have a quarterback, the spread probably gets moved to Washington minus four because now the offense can't fuck it up. So the, the Washington <laughs> defensive line just scores all the points and we're good. <laughs> Did they play the, the, the water boy game? Yeah. Well, I heard they have to bring up some practice squad guys for QB. So Not bad. Um, He's on the practice squad. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Alex Smith plays here. Uh, if he was anywhere close to playing last week or getting or threading that line, threading, threading that needle, then I think he should be okay to at least play this week. Uh, sounds like we got Dewitt back, maybe, um, or maybe not. Um, so, I, uh, yeah, I I think Alex Smith's going to play here. Um, I'm not sure how effective he'll be. I got the Panthers in this. Uh, and I'm a little biased as my Giants homerism is kicking in a little bit, but. Um, I just don't see how I don't see how Washington kind of generates any consistent offense unless or consistent points without their defense scoring it for them. So I'll take Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers. Oh, wow. I think if, Washington- it, if it's not Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins, we're looking at Taylor Heineke, perhaps, 
or uh, a Steven Montez sighting. Oh, Montez. Forget about that yeah. kid. Uh, and, and even if it even if, if it is Alex Smith, if we're still like if we're sitting here on Wednesday ish and we don't know yet, then that just sounds like Alex Smith limped his way into the starting lineup. That, that none of that sounds good to me. Well, let's say this, guys. If. If the Giants lose to the Ravens, right, which right now. If. It, OK, well, look, if they lose because it's in the yes, Ravens are favored by a lot. And let's say Washington loses to the Panthers. Holy crap. The winner of the Eagles and Cowboys game <laughs> will be in a decent position as far as claiming first place of the division, which who would have ever thought the Cowboys or even the Jalen Hurts Eagles might make the playoffs now? Yeah, yeah. I was looking at the that today. So at least from a from a Giants perspective, um if the when the Giants lose to Baltimore, they're pretty much eliminated because Washington and Philly play each other in week 17. And chances are the Giants are gonna need at gonna are gonna need probably both of those teams to lose going into week 17. There's a chance for that to happen. Um and if that happens, then the Giants don't have a chance to get in at all. So, I mean, I actually think that this Baltimore game for the Giants is going to be their elimination game. And I think the division is going to come between uh, Washington, Dallas, and Philadelphia. Okay, as, as an NFC East team fan, um, if you know you're kind of thrown in the towel on the season or, or it's it's pretty much shot, do you want Jalen Hurts to look good down the stretch for Philly knowing that then he'll be the quarterback next year. Because I would be like, yes. Oh, I mean, up for that as an opposing team's fan. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I want Jalen Hurts to be that dude so we can, you know, kick fuck him and take the division. Yes. No, without, without a doubt. Um, and I think he will look decent going down the stretch. You're looking at who they play. No one down the stretch. Washington really doesn't scare him, scare scare you more than any other team for the most part in terms of like you'll calibrate for that defensive line they have so even if if Jalen kind of regresses a little bit to the mean so long as he doesn't so long as he doesn't play terrible then he'll he'll still get the benefit benefit of the doubt I can't talk tonight um (laughs) and he should look good this week against Dallas so I I think he's gonna have momentum going in I was gonna I was gonna say regardless I think after two games he's gonna be the quarterback next year especially with Wentz already saying, I mean, he couldn't even hold his, you know, or keep his mouth shut for a while. I mean, he's already said, I want to be traded. So um, I think it's, I think we could pencil in Hurts for week one of next year. I mean, well, it, I, again, good. No, unless he does terrible, which I can't see it happening against the Cowboys. And they're, they're not handing Hurts the job at the end of this year and going into next year. This is going yeah. to be if, if they keep Wentz, which is a big if. Um, and that would only be, let's, let's know, be real guys. Let's be real well, guys. You, you think Wentz is, you I think Wentz is going to get a chance, chance to start next year? I don't think, I think, I think Wentz is done. Yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're not going to just automatically give the, it's going to be a camp competition and things like yeah. that. Yeah. It, it, it never it, go down like that. If, right. if not Wentz, if some, they'll bring somebody, somebody else. else. Okay. I, I don't see Wentz. I'm writing Wentz yeah. off. I think Wentz is done as an Eagle in my opinion. Yeah. It's, 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 it, his contract's not super tradable, but then again, now you're the quarterback that will be playing isn't getting paid anything. So that kind of eases the, the the burden there. But I mean, we see this every year. I mean, there, there's certain trends that we see all the time and nobody ever looks better than the quarter, the rookie quarterback who gets to start the last five, six games. Yeah. But, and but, and that's when they go into the next year with drew lock this year, we guys like, Oh, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. It, it'll be the same thing. And it, 
and it also like there is a path for wins to come back next year and mike you kind of just grazed on it a bit like it's it's still going to take someone to trade for wins i think to move them um and i'm just not sure what that market is going to be considering all the quarterbacks that look to be kind of playing musical chairs this offseason. So I, I won't discount completely eliminate the chance of him of wins coming back next year. Won't be surprised if he's gone, uh, but either way, I think there's going to be someone in, in that quarterback room with hurts to, to kind of vie for week one responsibilities. And with, with once like based on the fact that his, uh, contract is so crazy it's probably going to lower the asking price in terms of like you know draft picks or whatever any sort of compensation to uh actually acquire him and and i've heard a lot of you know rumblings from from nfl reporters and things like that that there are still a lot of teams that are interested in him um i don't know if if that's just agent tricks could very well be but you you hear from prominent people that that there are plenty of teams actually interested in making that trade yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll take him as a backup, backup too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, why not? But you're not trading for him to, to be a backup. I mean, he's going yeah. into like Andy to, to, to take that job or, or someplace like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know how we just, just completely ignored uh, the Cowboys Eagles matchup, but uh, we can move on to <laughs> the Rams. Oh, yeah. Rams Seahawks. Well, who, uh, who wins? Sorry. Huh? Who wins? Oh, Eagles. Cowboys, Eagles. Yeah. Oh, I'm going with the Cowboys. Uh, Giants fans need Cowboys to win this desperately. So, sure, why not? I, I, I could, I'd flip a coin if I had one near me because I, I don't know. And it, now I'm I, picking Cowboys the Cowboys can't as a, stop anybody, and I don't yeah. think Philly can stop those receivers if if Dalton can hit anything. Now I'm luck. picking Cowboys as the upset. I mean, I think. That the Jalen Hurts train could could still go on right with with another win or not another win but you know they played close last game against the uh, what was it who it's the Cardinals right um, so you know <laughs> Eagles could win and then everyone's like you know get Hurts I mean get not Hurts get Wentz out of here but we'll see it's gonna be interesting uh, to see who wins that game but I will say this Hayward my prediction is whoever wins this game might actually win the division outright. So interesting you say that. If if Dallas does pull the upset, then you get week 17 Giants Dallas. Uh so yeah, I mean, you're I mean it, it'll all be in Dallas's hands if they win this game. So, yeah. Win. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, they were uh, you know the la- the laugh, the what's the what's the what's the uh the Twitter meme I keep sharing uh um just checking on them boys or whatever. <laughs> it always adds a new face to it. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. So I can't wait the Cowboys fans come back, you know, a reply to that to, to that and Steven Jackson. So that'll be pretty uh I'm sorry, Stephen A. Smith. I said Stephen Jackson. Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> One more Wentz hurt hurts note before we, we move on though. I think it is important to note that I, I do have kind of a theory, mostly when you know, I'm talking about giraffe prospects and things. It's like when you hear character rumblings, they're almost always right. And we heard some stuff about Wentz. You know, last year, the year, I can't remember, but some things started to come out about his leadership. And now you're seeing Hertz, who has incredible leadership capabilities and, and, and skills. You see the difference. And it, it, there is something there with Wentz. Granted, you know, maybe it's just kind of under brush under the rug a little bit. 
or whatever, but there is tension. He doesn't have that leadership ability that maybe many thought he might or would have when he came out of college. That's something to keep an eye on, when, too. When there's smoke, there's fire. We, we heard about his right. leadership skills back when Foles was there. And yeah, I get it. Like Some of the teams rallied and jumped on the anonymous source right that revealed that you know he was kind but of- actions speak louder and, and we're yeah. seeing it in real time and you know some of that could be he got real full of himself real quick but uh i mean it, you've seen that it's caught the, the gazes between peterson and wentz on the sidelines and and just seeing how the players react and 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 how quickly hurts is building chemistry when wentz hasn't in years it's it's alarming you know dilfer said this on a podcast with Simmons and it kind of resonated with me as an athlete, not as a blue chipper by no means at all, but kind of being around like blue chippers or guys that have been like the best player or star majority of their life. I mean, it's really tough when you're the man in like peewee football to high school, you know, to college first round pick. And Dilford was kind of saying like, it's almost Incomparable to your girlfriend cheating on you. Once you finally, for the first time, you're told, no, you're being benched. I mean, look, Wentz played at what? North Dakota, right? Or Wyoming? North State. Yeah, North Dakota State. When was the last time you guys think like he was told, like, you're riding the bench, son? I mean, so many QBs have never experienced that going into, into the NFL. I mean, from golf to Haskins, these guys were like the man all their life. For the most part, well, I would not, once is not. I mean, you don't get to North Dakota State by being the man all your life. Yeah, um, but you're still. I mean, look, just because you go to a smaller. I mean, school, he sat. He sat for three damn years. <laughs> oh, he did. Oh, he, yeah. he sat down. Yeah, he. Who was he, he sat for three years. Well, he was he was behind Brock Jensen because they wrote uh, they won yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. five and there are five uh, Division two or FCS whatever yeah, they yeah, call. Yeah, 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 yeah. They dominated. Okay. Five in a row. Then they lost one, and then they've won like the last two or three in a row. Well, maybe um, this is a bad example, but you know what I mean. Most of these guys oh, yeah. come in, yeah. you know, as the chosen one throughout their life, and the minute that they're told, like, really, it's the NFL the first time they really experience getting told, "Hey, son, you're not good enough right now." I mean, I think I think Haskins is going through it right now. Well, yeah. I think with once it was more of a he out of nowhere he just got he became anointed the dude because ESPN was had to sell a TV show. And he was the the size tools winner guy, quote unquote, even though he only played a year and a half, even when he was out. And that's the thing with Wentz. He's never mattered in the standings, college or pro. When he's out, when he's in, it doesn't matter. He, he's just there. They, when, he, when he went out in college, they kept winning. He came back for the national championship game after his basic backup, Easton Stick, took him through the playoffs. And and they they won the national championship, at, you know, his his senior year. But yeah, once being in or once being out has never made a difference. One thing too, Dilfer. So I'll say this one last Dilfer reference, and we'll move on. You know, he also talked about kind of like being a teammate, right? Which I think that's another thing people don't realize. I mean, I don't think there's another comparison at all, even in the real world, of basically like supporting someone who ultimately could end your career, right? <laughs> like helping someone. Yeah that basically is ending your career. And I mean, yeah, you think about it at the college level, not college level, uh, pro level, but I at least think, Hey, at least you're still getting paid. Right. But it happens in college. It happens in high school that you're supporting a teammate that is basically stopping you from advancing. And, you know, it's just one of those dicey situations where character really plays his part 
Um, I mean, I guess it could be like porn where oh the young God. porn star is coming <laughs> in with the older one going to the bill rolls. But yeah, same thing. Same season. But in a, but in the work world, I mean, it's not it's the opposite. Normally, like in you know wherever job you're at, if you're supporting someone, yeah, that could be the new young intern taking your job potentially. But you'll still get recognized for that. Right, you'll still get some type of recognition as far as you know, being a team player. You can manage people, etc. But not in sports, <laughs> unless nah. you want to be like an assistant coach or something. <laughs> Retirement comes early. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, um, I digress. Rams, Seahawks. Uh, Hayward, you want to guess the line? It's in Seattle. Seattle by two. One and a half. Seattle. Close. Uh. Was- I think this is more of an overcorrection, honestly, from the Jets game last week. I don't think Seattle's the better team, despite the fact they have the best player in the game. Well, okay, best offensive player, I guess, because Aaron Donald. But um, I I would take the Rams straight up. I, I, I just think there's a lot of Jets stank on that line. I agree. Um It'll be funny if the Rams win after, you know, they've been humiliated, right? Losing to the Jets. Uh, but let's see if Russ gets back on track, right? He's been kind of quiet, right? Remember, first six, seven games was all about Russ MVP. Yep. Uh, and then the Giants showed up. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Sunday night football. Titans Packers. This is another game, Mr. Corinne, that I'm actually rooting for the Titans to lose. Titans have the tiebreaker over the Ravens. Shall they lose to the Packers? But if the Titans lose this game, they better make sure they beat the Texans week 17. But before we dive into that, you want to guess the line, Karen, for Titans at Packers? Oh, man. Um, Titans minus three? It's in Green Bay. Sorry. Oh, all right. So uh, pick up, I guess. I don't, maybe <laughs> Green Bay minus one. Yeah, Green Bay minus three and a half. Okay, wow, that's. But I just I think the Titans are better. Um, but I, I mean they're they're so schizophrenic sometimes though. But Derrick Henry's rolling, and I, I just think that kind of toughness travels. And I I think, well, I I don't love the the Titans secondary by any means because there's no reason to. Um, I think they can do enough to 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 take that game. So we didn't talk about the Titans at all in terms of how it affects the Ravens, but if the Titans lose against the Packers, which is, it, it, it can happen, right? Titans lose to the Packers. Let's say the Colts beat the Steelers, right? Titans are at risk of getting, of actually not making the playoffs. So I just wanted to... Well, they have to finish out. worse than the Colts, but yeah, I mean... No, but I'm saying if they lose, Colts win, they'll have the same record as okay. the Colts, and if they lose again, they're out. But now you're asking now yeah you're you're thinking yeah not beating the Texans too and that's a yeah 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 but you never know week week seventeen I'm just saying the Titans if they lose this game they're at risk next week I mean it, it sucks for you because like there's a lot of different things that yes. can happen yep. but none exactly. of them are likely exactly and that's what sucks well the Titans losing to the Packers is likely but then to your point week seventeen but they need more than that though yeah so it'll be interesting like whereas if the Colts lose to the Steelers. The Ravens are in. The Ravens, yeah, they went out. Yeah, they went out. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, man. I'm telling you, this is an interesting week coming up. It's going to really, I think, kind of define. And let me tell you this. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. There's always some shocker week 17. There's always a shocker. Yeah. I don't. We don't know yet who's going to be 
you know, the upset king. But I mean, Hayward, you shared that Cincinnati Ravens uh, game that week 17. That was a shocker. I remember that right. week. Um, there's always some type of shock or some upset. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, with, with the Titans, uh, with the Titans odds, does that does Miami play into that at all? Like, what if Miami lays an egg the next two weeks or during one of the next two weeks? Does that pretty much solidify the Titans' place regardless of what Tennessee does? Yeah, I'm, I have to double check that. But to your point, that that could because the Titans they do have the tiebreaker over the Ravens. So I think if like. Uh, the Browns or the Dolphins lose. Yeah, it can definitely help the Titans in terms yeah. of... The, yeah, I'm telling like Karen said, there's so many different scenarios that can happen. I think, like I said, after this week, we're going to see uh, like all the crazy scenarios for, for Week 17. What could possibly shape up the... Oh, uh, we, we got one coming up with the next game here. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, um, mm-hmm. perfect segue to Bill's Patriots, which um, I felt like with the Steelers losing, the Bills are like, whoa, wait a minute. We got something to play for. We can play to be on the opposite side of the Chiefs. <laughs> so, um, interesting game, uh, Karen. Uh, it's in Buffalo. As you, no, I'm sorry. It's in Foxborough. Correction. It's in Foxborough. Yeah. Uh, you want to guess the line of this one? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll guess Buffalo a touchdown or so. Yeah, touchdown, Buffalo. Okay. Seven. Um, yeah, the, the, the funny thing about this. Yeah, so let's assume Colts beat. The, like the, you know, since they're favored, let's for now just say that you know, let's assume they beat the the Steelers. So that means Bills win this game. They lock. They they clinch the two seed. Right. And what happens is now the Bills go into Week 17, getting to choose whether or not they want to play the Dolphins or the Ravens. Assuming like uh, you know Browns win or whatever, but they they basically get to choose their opponent to to some extent. I think and what makes what makes the most sense for them is to rest their players. <laughs> well, rest their players for sure, but also that means letting Miami win. Miami throws their entire game plan out there out of desperation. They have to win that game. Bills don't have to show anything. They rest. Miami basically gives everything that they have. Bills have their whole entire game plan for the next week in the playoff game and, and rolls. If Steel- I, that's that's what I would do if I was Sean McDermott. If Steelers lose and Bills win, Bills don't have to choose crap week seventeen. They ain't playing their players. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. <laughs> don't no, but like say 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 they feel like they would no. match up better with no. the Raiders as Ravens. Say they feel no. deeply that they have a better chance against the Ravens, no. which is no. nonsense. No, no. I think it will be for the Bills to be this high up in the standings for the first time in forever. You're not going to, as a coach, risk your player's health that week 17 game if you already have it clinched the, the two seed. It, I, it, I, it I agree happening. that's likely what would happen. I'm just saying they have that option. And even still, the option that they would pick is resting their players, forcing Miami. St- they might start their players just to kind of like, OK, we're going to actually bring out John Brown, let him run you know, a few routes and, and make Miami have to show how they're going to cover that. And then take that information the next week and just get rid of Miami once and for all. Yeah, but I would look, you're talking to a Ravens fan that the Ravens benched a lot of their players week 17 last week against the Steelers or sorry, last year against the Steelers. Oh, they won't play the whole game. They won't even make it till halftime. I'm just saying that. Yeah, but I read reps, you know how they pull them as the game goes on. Barkley will get in by the second quarter, some shit like that. I'd rather take the criticism of Ravens starters sat too long. Right. Um, uh, and, and 
you know, they were the stars haven't played since like two, three weeks. Then, oh my God, did Josh Allen get hurt on the second play of the game? Why was he playing? Like, so I'd rather go ahead with the, you know, they've been sitting too long than risk any type of injury because it can happen. So. I, I tend to I tend to find the middle ground, um, especially with quarterbacks who are so who, who some quarterbacks are so rhythm dependent. Um, I, uh, I I say like if even Treat if it's like a preseason game, a couple yeah, of drives it, and and to correct. The you go. Even if things are even if things are clinched, you get them in there for a drive or two just to keep them fresh. Now now albeit if if anyone is anywhere close to banged up or has medical issues, then you just sit them. You don't even throw them out there. But uh, but the guys who are healthy and who are you know rhythm dependent, let them get out there, get their feet wet, go through the motions of playing an NFL game, um, get their feet wet, do a drive or two, sit keep them, them in their in in their routine, yeah, keep them in their routine, yeah. No, I hear you. I I don't think there's a wrong answer. Yeah, I just think the risk factor is much greater when you even if it's a player or two, like I said. And believe me, I mean I as a Ravens fan, you know, I had to hear. Throughout the game, oh man, Ravens looked flat from not playing for two, three weeks, whatever it was. So, yeah, oh, yeah, people always find that yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. they say doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Yeah, but yeah. The better, better question, like with for for that issue is for the team with the bye, right? That that has to sit for an entire week. It's going to miss an entire week. So in this case, the Kansas City Chiefs, in all, in all likelihood, yeah. Do they um, play anybody week seventeen? Right. How how do they approach week seventeen, having the number one seed locked up, right? Yeah, that's a yeah, good fair right point. Game, that's a fair point because the Bills off. won't be in that situation like the Ravens were last year. So, yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Well, those are the matchups. Uh, you think the Patriots will cover? I'm sorry, Bills will cover uh, Hayward? Um, No, I think this is going to be kind of ugly. Um, So, I actually think – I mean, it's just – it's hard to gauge the psyche of a locker room. If, if the Pats still – if the Pats defense still wants to get out there and play for something, then I think this game is going to be closer than what people think. Um, but it's just so hard to, to gauge that, you know, not being around the team. I have, if it, we could be sitting here talking about this, you know, quite question, can they cover? And all the, all the while the Pats players have pretty much mailed it in. Like they don't even care anymore. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just so hard to gauge. If the Pats are into it, then I think this game will be closer than, than what people expect, but it's dependent on that. Yep. Yeah, okay. I, I see. Especially with Stephon Gilmore done, done. Which yeah. I, I don't think I, I don't think it's an ACL. I think it's a, a torn, partially torn quad, maybe. So uh, I'm not sure, but either way, he's not playing this game. Um, it would. I mean, when you're talking about a Stephon Diggs matchup, I mean, someone like a, a, a J.C. Jackson or Jonathan Jones really doesn't match up particularly well. Um, and and Buffalo's rolling. I would expect a cover, but I mean, whatever. All right. Well, guys, we covered week 16. Uh, a lot of games we covered, actually. Uh, I know Dwight had to leave us, uh, unfortunately. Um, any final thoughts you have on week 16, uh, Karen, before we wrap things up? I mean, the tragedy it is for the the town I live in with you know what transpired last week and and clinching a division and and I mean just you guys kind of you're, you're following teams 
from you know different locations and and maybe not really around people who are you know fans and stuff like that but it's like getting if you were in that kind of environment seeing something like that it's it's really you got to feel good about a, a fan base like that and it's just a, a shame that they can't go to the stadium and, and actually see it, it kind of sucks but um i mean it's it's there's a buzz here it's it's things are as, as down as this year's been for most people especially in the state of new york and western new york this has been something that that's kind of really brought people back a little bit so that's cool yeah no and i i think uh well first of all i'm actually happy for the city of buffalo right because i mean to go that long you know without winning and even, oh the last time that last time they clinched i was 15 and my son is now 18 so yeah <laughs> that yeah that and even cleveland we got to throw cleveland in the mix too but to oh your, yeah. yeah yeah um but to your point yeah it's it's a it's kind of a it's kind of a crazy feeling um you know, I can't. It's like everybody has to celebrate, like in their own, yeah. <laughs> like little quarantine space or something. And well, although they did get out to the the airport the other night, I don't know if you saw that, but yeah, 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 yeah. It was no, it was crazy. They're nuts. Yeah, it was they're crazy. Nuts. If they allow any fans in a playoff game, it's going to be insanity. Well, I will say this, and I'll let you close out, uh, Hayward. I-, I will say this as a Ravens fan. One thing that I noticed last year, and even this year too. Now you guys know the Ravens have been known as a franchise that have players for a long time. The Ray Lewis's, the Terrell Suggs, Flacco, Ed Reed, so on. I have never seen a seen a player so beloved as Lamar. And I'm not just saying that, you know, as a Ravens fan myself, but it's crazy. Like last year when I went to Baltimore, I go every year, and I just heard so many people talking about Lamar. Okay, I get it. And, you know, he was on a run last year, MVP, I get that. But even like today, like talking to my godmother, my mom, my grandma, I hear them say they have a personalized Lamar Jackson shirt, right? Or they talk about his mom. And I'm just like, holy crap. I never re- remember Ray Lewis being like disloved at all in the city, you know? So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ray Lewis is like, well, him. when Ray hit his stride, things were not great in Ray's personal life. I right, mean, right. But even weird people off. Right, right. But even years past that, he was, I mean, Ray, Ray's beloved. I mean, he's still beloved. Oh, yeah. But, right. But, but it was a, it was a yeah. build. Yeah, it was a build. Lamar just showed up like, and, you know, like a, lightning bolt so it's like you you have to notice yeah you know but i think too like they think he sounds so like normal or you know um or down to earth but anyway i don't want to make this a raven segment but hey what's your close out for week 16 uh all right giants fans you're uh you're on the clock we're gonna have two scenarios yeah on the clock more like it that's, that's the, the, the old the main idea um you're a you're either a huge panthers slash cowboys fan this week uh or you're hoping that somehow the giants can shorten the game against baltimore and run the football um you're more likely in the first column it's kind (laughs) of a tale of two different stories hayward let's be honest giants lose they're out right if the giants well okay but realistically the giants lose to the ravens they're they're done right for the most part playoffs Uh, unless uh, unless carolina and and dallas win Okay, but in likelihood, you're probably done. You lose the Ravens. If you beat the Ravens, watch out. <laughs> this is my point. Like, if the Giants beat the Ravens, you guys might have a strong shot of making the playoffs. Watch is- out because we might not have a podcast anymore because our, our. Nah, no. <laughs> the fearless leader is going to no, give us a bad No, because I told you just before <laughs> if the Ravens lose, they don't deserve to be in. I'd be like, well, yeah, they, they, they don't deserve to be in. That's how I look at it. 
I mean, <laughs> you guys don't deserve to be the Giants. <laughs> Favorite by 11. You don't deserve to be in the playoffs. As simple yeah, as that. Right. Okay. All right. Well, we're running out of time. Uh, Mickey Dickey. Karen. Yep, underscore Mickey Dickey. And Twitter. Underscore Mickey Dickey. I keep forgetting the underscore. Yep. All right, Hayward. Because somebody else actually has Mickey Dickey, by the way. <laughs> oh, good lord. We, we got to follow that guy and then troll him. Um, <laughs> little shakedown. <laughs> All right, so Hay- Hayward is at Law School Mike. That, at Law Grad. Oh, Law Grad. <laughs> at School Law Grad. Grad Mike. There you go. And it's M I K E, right? Twitter. Yeah. All right. Deep Dive Report is at Deep Dive Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, as you know, already know, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, you name it, we're there. Good talking to you guys. Uh, we'll resume week 17. Hopefully, we'll, we'll be talking playoffs today. Playoffs? Oh, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Later. <laughs>